Alright, I haven't done this in a while, but I think I want to get back into the habit of doing a podcast every once in a while. I literally had to wipe off the dust off my mic, so that'll tell you how long it's been, but pretty excited. I went to the national championship. It was a pretty unbelievable experience. A couple things I wanted to touch here. I wanted to first just talk about the environment and just talk about my time there at the game, and then I want to talk about my expectations going into the game. And then I want to talk about, obviously, what happened at the game. So, to begin, let's talk about the environment. So, when I went, it didn't take me too long to realize that 90% of the people there that went to the game looked like they were from out of town. Um, They definitely didn't look like your typical Silicon Valley hipster look. Which I sort of expected, because I knew on Twitter, obviously, there was a big story about how the tickets weren't doing so well. They are getting pretty low. The week prior to the game so like i said i sort of expected this and i know on like on twitter there was a stigma that levi's was probably not the best place to have a college national championship which i definitely agree with because i know um even when stanford was dominating been dominating with harbaugh and shaw i know they've had trouble getting people to games there wasn't the most attendance for a top 10 top 15 contender every year which I think just points to reality that the hunger for college football in the Bay Area just isn't, just isn't there. But or I'm not sure if they'll be doing any more national championships in the Bay Area anytime soon. But personally, my just general experience, I had it was without a doubt the best live event, live sports event I've ever been to. Just the confetti, the fireworks, the hype. I was unfortunately in line for a drink during the national anthem. Pretty upset I missed that. I got to right when I was going down back to my seat, I saw them coming out, and it was unreal. It was like everything I've ever seen. It was like my childhood just watching national championships uh, in front of the TV. It was it was unreal. Goosebumps, uh, just everything. I know a lot of people, and I'd probably agree with that. Levi Stadium, like it was built a couple years ago, but it's still not exactly state of the art. Like you see these stadiums, like the Mercedes Benz Dome, uh, the new one. Uh, I think that's what it's called, the Atlanta Falcons Stadium. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Levi's is definitely not state-of-the-art, but I come from going to a bunch of Raider games throughout my childhood, and the Oakland Coliseum is probably right now, if not the worst, definitely one of the worst stadiums to host any sort of event. I love it. Uh, the nostalgic with the stadium that comes with it is awesome, but in reality, it's probably one of the worst stadiums to watch any sort of sports event. But Levi, I've been there once. I went there for a Niner game with my with my boy Rigo. Uh, last year we saw them play the Giants. But anything, every, it was everything I really could have ever imagined. I don't think I need to tell you that the people that attend Raider games and maybe sometimes Niner games are a lot more different than the people that attend the National Championship. It, it was def- definitely a different crowd. I felt like I really like related to the people that went to the game because um, you get Southern folks just a pure traditional love for the sport of football, especially college football. And it wasn't a crowd that I've never really been around because, like I said earlier, the hunger for college football in the barrier just really isn't there. You get a couple of people here and there, but the South, uh, just a completely different story. So it was definitely cool just to be in a different atmosphere or crowd. Now let's talk about my expectations going into this game. Personally, I really thought Alabama was going to win. I thought they were going to cover the 5.5, which, looking back, was definitely a square bet. 
I was just looking at the schedules and I really felt like Clemson hadn't really beaten anybody significant over the course of their season. I would figure their best win would be a close one over Syracuse, which finished 15th in the final AP. A Syracuse team who gave up 28 points and 434 yards a game on average. If not that win, then I guess a two-point win over A&M, who Alabama beat 45-23. to But I will be the first to admit, I definitely hadn't watched as many games on these teams as much as I probably should have. I think I saw a stat. There were only two games that Clemson didn't win by at least 20 points. Um, I, I, I really have a hard time watching blowouts. But I guess my final reasoning for backing Bama, and I told my brother this countless times walking into the stadium before the game, that the true freshman, Trevor Lawrence, hadn't seen a defense like Alabama's. Now, let me use that to transition into just my thoughts on the game. I think it goes without saying that if you had no idea which quarterback was which, and somebody told you there's a true freshman playing, I think Tua was definitely the one that looked like the true freshman. Which to his credit, this which to his credit, I felt like I just said Tua again. To his credit, this is only his second year of college football. But there was definitely a lot more to be expected in this game with willing Bama to the title in the second half last year against Georgia. And then having the year he did this year, I mean, led his team to a perfect season. Being the runner-up for the Heisman. I ran this through my head a couple times, but I think if you ran this game, if they played this game 10 times, I'm not sure it, a majority of the time it would be a blowout that it was. But I think Clemson wins this game 8 times out of 10. They were definitely the better team. Tua's, I guess, is one big knock on him is that he can play reckless from time to time. And the two picks are pretty costly. Specifically talking about the two picks, the first pick, I mean, I watched both of them. Before I started this podcast, I just watching highlights. He had two guys to his left. The inside guy went outside. It was pretty. It seemed like a pretty simple concept, and it seemed like the guy on the outside went to go pick his guy. So two guys to your left, two guys on top. I think his inside guy went outside in the flat, and the other guy it looked like he went to go pick. It didn't seem like he was trying to go. It didn't seem like he was trying to run a route. And two threw it to the outside guy, and he threw it way too inside. I'm not. Like, he didn't really ever have a chance. And the guy went, what, 40, 50 yards. The second one, I, I was watching. I didn't really understand what happened. I thought he just threw it into triple cover, but I guess he uh, the safety baited him. Pretty inexcusable. And you had to know that coming. I, I kind of knew after the first one. I told my brother, I, I don't feel good about any pass that Tua is going to throw because he's he's been a turnover machine. That's been his sort of big knock with him and Jalen. Tua, he's a lot more dynamic as a passer. Um, I guess just, yeah, definitely as a passer. It's just that he takes a lot more chances probably than he should, and he gets bailed out a lot of the times. But Jalen, you kind of get like a steady guy who'll take off the run every once in a while. After that second pick, I really felt the game was pretty much over. The energy was just so much different from each sideline, just the two different sides of the ball. One team just seemed completely focused, locked in, intense. The other team just kind of kind of seemed, knew what it was. It was really unlike anything I've ever seen. I think everybody else was pretty shocked at the result can't remember the last, i think i saw a stat that nick saban hadn't lost by that so by that much since like lsu um to the alabama fans credits which i will say is they seem like from where i was sitting a lot of the alabama fans were really good sports about it like they're all supportive most of them stayed for a good amount of the game yeah never didn't really hear anything too negative 
honestly. Um, they all seemed pretty supportive of their team. They didn't seem too sad, which I'm sure, which kind of makes sense considering the national champions that Nick Saban has already brought them. But Trevor, on the other hand, was sensational. I think everything's been said that needs to be said about him. He never really seemed rattled at all. He dropped some beautiful balls, stayed in the pocket, took hits when he needed to, which uh, that's what Alabama does you. They're definitely going to hit your quarterback. I think it's been said over and over again, but I think it's pretty crazy how it's how he has to stay two more years when he'd, without a doubt, be the number one guy this year. I hadn't watched much of his games this year, but he was awesome. Can't really um, say enough about the way he played. Uh, throughout the game, Alabama was actually running the ball really well, which I was pretty surprised because they have first-rounders all across their defensive line. I think there's one guy that sat out. I think it was Dexter Lawrence. I'm going to hope it's Dexter Lawrence because that's what, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, I wish I had an idea to find where I could find first-half first half stats and second-half stats, but I think they might have been around, Alabama might have been around 100 yards rushing at that half. But the Clemson defense was just so much situationally better. Of Bama's 13 third downs, they only converted four of them. Um, three of six on fourth downs. Um, I think just before halftime, you could just tell the energy was just so much different um, on each team sideline. One was just completely locked in, focused. Like there's that saying where everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Um, I hadn't really seen it. I don't think anybody's ever seen it from a Nick Saban Alabama coach team, but it really felt like they just got hit in the mouth and they didn't know what to do. Another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I don't want to be the guy to criticize uh, an Alabama coach team, but I have to talk about the the fake field goal. Just looking at it situationally, it's it's fourth and six from your 23, not from your, sorry, it's fourth and six from the opposing 23-yard line. Um, you're down two scores, you're down 15 points. Your kicker has already missed a PAT. He's looked shaky all day. Pre-game warm-ups, he looked shaky. Second-half warm-ups, he looked shaky. The whole stadium is watching, and the whole is, I'm sorry, the whole stadium knows that your kicker is having trouble putting it in. And I think there was like nine, six, seven, eight, or nine minutes left in the third quarter. Um, I think just on that premise alone, you have to leave your offense out there. There's really no reason to get cute. And then Alabama lines up to show that they're going to kick it, and you have four Clemson linemen attempting to rush the kick, and you have the other seven guys, like four or five yards, literally waiting for the fake. I'm not really sure how you snap that ball. I think you got to – I know timeouts, if you're looking ahead and you're looking to come back, they're going to be really important going down the stretch if you're going to try and come back. But I'm not really sure how you snap that ball. It just seemed really desperate to me, and – it just, I'm not really sure how that, how that, what was going on. What was the thought process behind that? I don't really think I have much else to say on the game. I know a lot of people, I'm not sure if it's a lot of people or it's just like, just people on Twitter, but it just seemed like some people had fatigue of this Alabama Clemson matchup that we've had the last uh, several years. And I'm not really sure what, what, uh, what you want. Cause if you put any other teams, playing Alabama or Clemson it's just gonna be a blowout I think we kind of saw that um the Alabama Oklahoma game looked a lot closer but it was really what 21-0 28-3 or something like that at some point no it was 21-0 I think it goes without saying these two are just completely different animals just completely different species it's it's completely different the other teams are not even in the same league
So yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up. This was my first podcast I've ever done by myself, and uh, not really sure how I felt about it, but I'm definitely gonna want to do a couple more. Um, I want to get a lot more experience with this. I'm not really sure what to expect in the future. Maybe some basketball. Yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, if you're listening to this, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. So yeah, that's that's gonna be it. I really appreciate anybody that takes the time to listen to this podcast.